Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. I don't know about your neighborhood, but where I live, there's lots of Christmas decorations going up. In my social media, friends are posting pictures of decked out trees already. And if you go to the stores, the Christmas sections are already looking pretty decimated. People seem really keen to get ready for the holidays. But that's no surprise. As we move through this second wave of the pandemic, having something to brighten up our lives seems like a good idea. While some of us are preparing for Christmas, the next six weeks is absolutely critical for many local retailers. Traditionally, it is a time of year when many are trying to make money that will carry them through the slower winter months. Without those profits, it could spell disaster. The uncertainty caused by the pandemic just makes it even harder. On today's show, I'm talking to the town councillor who sits on the Downtown Business Association. Adam Bureau will discuss these challenges and more. And while there are many forecasts about retailing trends this Christmas, he will try to give us a picture of the reality many local small retailers are facing. By the way, it's not all bad news. The next story is going to mark a pretty important day. Starting Monday, that's this upcoming Monday, Garbage Day will never be the same in Northumberland. Those recycling bins we've been using over the last year are about to make a huge difference for the environment. A set of new trucks will start picking up the recycling, putting those blue and grey containers into two separate streams. The hope is this will more than double the amount of recycling not going into the landfill. Adam McHugh, the guy in charge of the recycling program for the county, will be talking to me about this big shift and his aspirations to divert 75% of the waste we generate away from the dump. And if that doesn't excite you, then he will tell us just how much money you can potentially save. And who doesn't like to save money? But first, here is my interview with Adam Bureau about the state of small businesses during the Christmas retail season. I'm so pleased to have with me today Adam Bureau, the past chair of the Downtown Business Improvement Area and a town councillor who sits on the DBIA. Welcome to Consider This, Adam. Thank you for having me. If you were to paint a picture of the state of business in Coburg as we are coming into the Christmas season, what would it look like? Uh, Honestly, right now, uh, things are going very well. We have new stores that are opening. Um, the, the vacancy levels are, are, I believe, at an all-time low, which is very surprising for, for what's, what we're in, like in the pandemic. It's a pretty scary thing to open up a business, but during a pandemic, it's, it, it, I think there's 11 new businesses that opened so far in this past month. Can you give me some examples of the types of businesses that are opening in the downtown during this time? Uh, yeah, there's um, Magpie, uh, which is on the east side, uh, or sorry, the west-west side, uh, beside um, the Rustic Bean, and going east, 
all those stores now are, are full and rented out. They were empty about two months ago. Uh, the Royal Spa, I believe, uh, got purchased and is going to be opening up again. A new doggy spa on the east side. Uh, and I do believe there's two applications for marijuana cannabis stores, as well as another vape store and uh, catering business on Division. What do you think is inspiring people to do this? Are, are these new businesses or are they uh, yeah. or businesses that are moving from somewhere else? What, what's the story? Well, the cannabis businesses have businesses elsewhere already, um, but they'd be deemed essential anyways if they got to open. So the, the, if there was a closure, it wouldn't affect them. Um, these, I, we're doing grand opening, so I haven't had a chance to go and talk to all of them, but um, I think it's, it's commendable and... And good for them. But you're, in your sense of, of the business world, what would inspire somebody, especially at this time, to decide, hey, you know, let's expand, let's open? What What's going on in people's minds that they'd want to do this? It, it seems that, almost crazy. It does. But you never know with an entrepreneur, do you? Like, they come, they're creative, they must have a plan, and, uh, and we'll see what happens. What are the trends prior to the Christmas season, it's been about six months, well, more than that, eight months yeah. ago since you and I last talked when the lockdown first started. And then it began to be lifted in June. And we've had this six month period where uh, businesses have been able to do transactions and, and make adjustments. What have you watched happen as businesses came out of the lockdown to what they're doing right now? All right. So, um, Back then in, in March, April, and May, I became the interim chair of the DBI board um, to help bring the members together and carry them through the closure and start business again. So I was in contact with a lot of them, held a lot of membership meetings. A lot of them were afraid um, how long the closure was going to be. And then when we started opening, this was the scary part. When uh, the province said, okay, you know, phase two and phase three, um, there wasn't a lot of customers coming back because everybody was still afraid. So the DBI board kind of took it upon themselves to come up with different ideas on how to market and um, make it a safe shopping zone for everybody to come back because the streets were, were absolutely empty. Um, it was, there was no shoppers, which I understand totally. Um, so we came up with the uh, gift card program where we kind of bonused Anybody who bought a downtown gift card, they would for a particular store, they would get an extra $25 or $50, depending on how much the gift card they bought was. And we did the pedestrian-friendly events in order to um, bring open up the streets because we are mainly a senior population. And so we wanted to make sure that they felt safe coming downtown and so into the stores. And I think the, the first ones really, really took off well. And... Um, we extended the patios for the restaurants so they could be at somewhat capacity seating. And the whole goal of all the marketing and uh, kind of non-events and stuff was to have um, everybody back to where they were back in February. So they, if they had any uh, lost rent or they weren't able to get any of the benefits of the rent, uh, that they would be back in the same place before there was a possible second shutdown. And I think right now that it worked and I, um, they got new campaigns coming up for 
the next month, even though there's no Christmas magic or no events that are happening as well. Uh, and so I think the DBA board really, and also there is a new chair, Erica Cotton. She's doing fantastic. She's a go-getter, I'll tell you that. And they're coming up with all these new things to help businesses and help bring more people back in, as well as the digital Main Street grant. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Go ahead. The, so the digital Main Street grant first came out with from the Ontario Business Improvement Association of Ontario. And it was uh, for the downtowns only, and they would get a $2,500 grant uh, to put their business online. So whether they needed a website, uh, computers, or however that looked, you had $2,500 to get your business up online. And uh, so that way you can, if it, there was another shutdown, you'd still be able to operate online. And the provincial government, uh, MPP Pacini, Pacini I went back and uh, to his government and they what they did was extend it to all over Ontario, not just the downtown, but any businesses in any municipality. So that they're starting around two on that and lots of businesses all over Coburg have been taking advantage of that. What has been the migration rate uh, or the uptake rate on the online side, the digital side of business? Yeah, uh, over the last six months, so you got to remember that when when we were all shut down, it was very emotional, very hard. Like we had no idea what was going on, nothing. So, and for an entrepreneur that that makes decisions every day, all day, um, works hard six, seven days a week, to going to nothing and then not knowing what's going to happen in the future, it, it took such a toll on everybody. But what they did was realize that. As entrepreneurs, we've got to always be changing, always be morphing our business. And so they said, well, we weren't on internet before. We weren't uh, doing online ordering. And a lot of them have taken that advantage. And so now they've kind of morphed as to two businesses, one online and, and then the original brick and mortar store. How many businesses have done that? Is that a universal thing? That's uh, the, first, the first round, I believe... I, I don't have the exact numbers on me, but I know uh, the grant ran out. Like they, it was used up. And then the second one, they're still in the middle of it. So, and that's all over Coburg. So I don't know the exact numbers to all that yet. Most retail forecasters are saying the same thing, that there's a lot of uncertainty for both consumers and retailers. How are businesses dealing with this? Mm. Uh, this say, Just like everybody else. There's no it's really hard to plan anything when you don't know what's going to happen in the next month. Like Toronto just got shut down. So um, and same with Peel for 28 days, which is basically the whole Christmas season. And a lot of retailers depend on that to pull them through the January, February's of, of the winter when it's really not that busy. So um, it's, it's, it's really hard to plan or forecast anything at this time. Now the same study reported a majority of shoppers expect to spend either the same or less over this holiday season. Is that a reason for us to be worried about the local economy? Um, no, I don't think so. I think uh, people are going to spend what they're going to, what they have. 
they what they or their disposable income or what they've saved up for Christmas or holidays. And um, like I said, it's there's they can predict all they want, but we definitely don't know until the time until it happens. Like for instance, the the snowbird staying home, I that could be a huge boost to the economy up here. So it could counterbalance everything. Now, one of the annual events that is thought to be critical or we should consider critical is the Santa Claus parade. Every yeah. year that goes on and it's uh, one reason that draws a lot of people into the downtown, but it also uh, marks sort of the beginning of the Christmas shopping and, and the Christmas season. How significant is it that that was not able to go forward this year in the same manner? Well, very significant. It's a staple. It's been there for, I believe, oh, what was it, over 50 years, I think, the Santa Claus parade. So to not have one and to not have Christmas magic at Town Hall is very significant, I think. But do we say that out of a sense of nostalgia or I'm asking you in sort of economic oh, terms? See, to me, that brings, well, it's economic and emotional terms. How's that? So to me, that gets everybody in the spirit, gets, um, you know, that Christmas feeling, that holidays feeling that you get. And, and I think that goes along um, with economics because that's when people are, oh, maybe I should go get this person a gift or this person a gift. Let's start shopping. Christmas spirit. And since we're not having that and everything's virtual, um, it, it could have a, a big impact. But again, I don't know yet because we haven't gone through anything like this. Now, there's another report that was done that said a lot of shoppers are concerned about health and safety. What impact has online shopping, curbside pickup and local delivery having on meeting those health and safety concerns? Well, I do know that every when all the stores and started opening again, well, for curbside pickup, a lot of the, the DBI did get in contact with the health unit to get uh, the different protocols that are in place for each step. So whether it be local delivery or uh, curbside delivery or in-store. So everybody got all the rules. They if Different rules apply to different places, of course. But I do know that... Uh, almost everyone wants to make it safe for everybody to come in. They'll do uh, by appointment if they want, they'll do delivery if they want. It is it, like they're doing everything they possibly can to accommodate the health and safety factors. How concerned are you and the members of the DBIA about the second wave? Well, first, I don't think anybody's loosening any of the health protocols. Let's, let's be clear on that. There's um, the rules are masked. I've been in stores where somebody hasn't had a mask and, and even in, in my business, when people come in, it's like, well, you, do you not have a mask? We always have spares to make sure that everybody can come in who has one. Um, I don't think any of those protocols are, are being laxed at all. Um, and two, coming up to the next closure, of course, everybody's scared. There's like, again, we're back in, in the same spot as we were in March and uh, we don't know what's coming. Uh, we, the other, what the kind of the issue is, and, and I hate to be the one to bring this up, but one of the big issues is, is now that Toronto's closed and Durham region's gone into red, I think, and same with Peterborough, is that we're a lot of the uh, rumblings that I heard is that people coming from out of town to go shopping. 
and stuff like that. So um, we're keeping an eye on that and seeing seeing um, how that's going to go. It's funny you should mention that because that was my next question. Is I know is how, how, how serious <laughs> is this uh, this ripple effect? Uh, going to be and and how has there been any discussion whatsoever in terms of how to monitor this situation well i don't know if you can monitor it i don't i i don't think this council can i i could be wrong but i don't think we can mandate um no tourism or anybody that doesn't live in Coburg to not come here i think that's the province's job to put a travel ban if they're going to do that uh but that is going to be an issue but how to combat that is safety protocols. Make sure things are sterilized. People are wearing their masks. Make sure that everything is being is being cleaned, and that's and that's how we would have to combat that. Well, we spoke earlier this year about local business in the pandemic. Online shopping was an area that many businesses were moving towards. Now, many people are expecting to shop online this holiday, and the surveys show that. How are businesses preparing? to accommodate this trend? Because I understand e-commerce in Canada surged something like 200% over this over the previous year, just in the last few months. Well, that's what the Digital Main Street Grant's all about, is getting people that online presence so that they don't, even if, even if the customer can't come to the brick and mortar store, then they would be able to shop online as well, and locally and all, also all over the world. So. I think it actually is a really good thing. It, it opens up their business to the world. But that also has an inverse effect as well, because now all of a sudden yeah. you're competing with Amazon and, and the, the big guys and Wayfair and all, all those huge online corp companies that, that sell all these diverse products. How do you compete with that? Well, okay. I also want to say something after this about the big box stores as well and the provincial government. Um, Basically, it's it's that's where the shop local comes in. You could buy off of, of Amazon, uh, big box stores online, anywhere. But the, the downtown core and also a lot of businesses all over Coburg are the ones that have been there for the residents the most, like sponsoring baseball teams, giving donations, doing that. It's the heartbeat of the community. And it's that's where that whole shop local campaign comes in because it's not just a campaign. It's true. Imagine if there was no stores in downtown. Imagine how many baseball teams wouldn't get sponsored, how many uh, school trips wouldn't get sponsored, how many I, I go on and on and on for days. And it's, that's where it's up to the customer. Do they want to shop online from Amazon or do they want to support someone local that supports back their community? What about this big box stores? And I know there's been well, some concerns. Yeah, the major concern about um, the shutdown is what was deemed essential. For instance, the last shutdown, Walmart was at Walmart Home Hardware um, and Canadian Tire were allowed to open and sell non-essential items, which the the general membership of downtown were was okay if they were going to be open to sell essential items but why would it be okay for a big box store to have a crowd uh going buying tvs whatever else that they wanted but they weren't allowed to do that in the downtown area or any other businesses from in that matter and that was one of the major concerns and that's what we did voice to to david piccini and the provincial government if there is going to be another shutdown 
and only essential businesses are allowed to run, then the big box stores shouldn't be allowed to sell any non-essential items during that time. And that was a, that's what we were advocating for. Why does the lockdown have to mean all of a sudden business has to shut down? I mean, there is the curbside pickup, there is online business, right. there is the ability Which, to, for people to function. Right. I mean, what we're talking about is whether people can go into a store to have that in-store experience or not. But there's all these right. other levers, and I, I'm a little bit mystified as to why do we always talk about it like it's one way or the other? It's right, which that's what we were asking is for them to look at the big picture and look at it how it's to fair to all businesses, not just some. That's what we were looking looking for. Can you give me some specific examples of what downtown business owners are doing for Christmas? Well, um, so a lot of them are putting on their, their sales, online sales, as well as in-store sales. Um, I know the DBA is playing Christmas music now every day downtown and until Christmas. Um, they're also doing uh, different, like, like I said, this DBA board now led by Erica is doing outstanding. The, uh, they came up with this uh, swag and tag. If you bought something, you tag, you put a picture online and tag downtown and you get a chance to win a gift certificate every week. Um, the DBA is also doing window contest that uh, dressing your windows for three different categories and uh, the businesses are getting cash prizes for that. The, a lot of the online marketing, the, the board is helping the stores um, do advertising. So they're doing their social media, they're doing uh, radio campaigns for the downtown and all the different businesses as well, as well as um, I do believe it's called Membership Mondays, where every Monday they put on a, they showcase a store and the owner and what they, um, and what they sell and, or what kind of service they provide. So there's a lot happening all the, all the time. Plus there's, um, I would suggest everybody come down and, and have a look at the new windows. It's, they're amazing. We've said, you've said many times in this interview that things are uncertain going forward, but yeah. as entrepreneurs, you're always thinking a step ahead. How do you foresee the upcoming weeks leading up to Christmas unfolding? Well, I think everybody's hoping that um, we don't get shut down and have to go to curbside pickup until after Christmas. That is the, the major, major goal is to be able to stay open for our, our customers. Um, that is the whole basic goal, I believe. And to uh, kind of get as much sales going to last throughout January and February and maybe March if there's another shutdown. So to do as much business as we can in a safe manner and to make sure that our customers are safe and happy and uh, that's, that's what we can, that's what we're hoping. What role does town council have to play in ensuring the survival of the retail sector in our town? Well, that's, that's, that's a good question. I can't speak for the other councillors. I can only speak for myself. Um, to me, it's, I listen to, to the members, want to hear what they have to say, what their concerns are, as well as the public and find out what their concerns are. It's always two sides. There's never just one. 
and kind of try to make it easier for them by either loosening the laws like the the parking downtown being at no charge until uh, January 4th when we debated again, um, expediting the patios to extend the patios for all the restaurants. Um, people wanted to be able to go to their coffee shops and bars and restaurants and they were at capacity. So let's council, um, we did uh, expedited all that, the permits, everything, and to do everything we possibly can to help them. How significant is the opening of the Rotary Park ice rink going to be? To me, it's been, we haven't had much fun going on. And I think um, without Christmas magic, without the Santa Claus parade, I think that'll be a warm, happy holiday feeling. People out skating on the rink outside, it's safe, it's outdoors. Um, the transit shelter will still be closed, but there'll be extra porta potties and benches. And and I think it, it'll add a lot of atmosphere and a lot of good feelings to Coburg. If you wanted one message to go out to listeners about the downtown and Christmas, what would it be? Uh, it would be, please support local. Uh, be kind to one another. And just know what everybody in downtown is going through, all the merchants, um, all the retailers, all the services. Uh, it's, it's hard, but we can get through this together. And I know we can. Adam Bureau, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you for having me. That was Adam Bureau, the former interim chair of the Coburg DBIA and a town councillor responsible for the Downtown Business Association. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.